There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Listening to the Cattle Station Classroom Podcast, where we learn about the North Australian beef industry and answer your questions. So it doesn't matter how far from town you are, because we're bringing the classroom to you. Welcome to the Cattle Station Classroom Podcast. In today's lesson, we are going to be learning about semen testing. To do this, I'm going to be joined by Dr. Tracy Sullivan. Tracy has extensive experience as a large and small animal veterinarian, researcher, and a decade's experience working as an accredited bull semen morphologist. She is an active member of the Australian Cattle Vets, promoter of Bull Check, and is focused on producer education and the importance of semen analysis as a tool for male fertility evaluation. Tracy, why do people need to test the semen of their bulls? Well, it's to assess how, how fertile the bull is and whether the sperm is capable of fertilising the egg. Yeah, there are two components to it. that The sperm has to be able to swim to get to the egg and then when it gets to the egg, it has to be able to fertilise it. I've heard that there are two different main ways that people can get their semen tested. There's crush sites, so you can do that in the arts or you can get it done in the lab. What's the difference between the two? Oh, well, you actually need a bit of both. So the, the semen's collected in the yards and in the yards it can be assessed there while it's still alive um, for motility. So we need to make sure that that sperm can swim, as I said, to the egg. So that's checked when it's fresh in the yards, either using a microscope right there next to the crush or using an ice sperm right there next to the crush and they pop a little drop of that into these machines and it will give them a reading of what percent of these sperm are actually swimming and able to go forward, and that way they can tell how many of them are going to make it to the egg. Are they just looking for movement of the sperm, or are they like clocking a speed? Do they have to be going in a certain direction or like a certain speed? What well, if they're just like kind of moving around in circles, like you know when you break the right, like if you're um, in a canoe and you've just got one paddle and you just keep going in circles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's no good. They they need forward progressing 
motility, so it has to be able to swim forward. There, there are some defects that will cause sperm to swim around in, in circles or, or go backwards, and we need to be able to screen those ones out because they're not going to make it to the egg. Um, some of them will make it um, up the vagina but not past the cervix. The cervix will take out a big chunk of those deformed swimmers. So, yeah, we, we check we check for... Um, a bit for velocity too. Some of the, the eye sperm can check to make sure that they are going fast enough. But uh, generally the vet can tell with his eyes, you know, whether they're going fast enough going forward. Okay, so crush side, we're looking for how the sperm is moving, so their movement. Yep. And so what are you looking for in the lab then? So in the lab, we're looking for the quality of the sperm. We're looking to see that they're normal and that they haven't got any any what we call morphological defects so that that's defects in the size or the shape of the of the sperm or the anatomy so when we're at a bull sale or looking to purchase bulls um or semen samples or straws i suppose we you can see i know the bull sale we had here recently had a column for motility and morphology so what sort of numbers are we expecting and what is a good number and a, and a bad number so, so for crush side, um, motility, motility is really ju- just a screening test. It's just to make sure that that sperm can get to the egg. So, um, the ACB has a threshold of, we like 60%. We give them a nice tick over 60%. So, 60, 60% of those sperm swimming forward, um, at a decent speed. We do accept between 30 and 60, but anything under 30% is really, it, it's not going to cut it. Those sperm, aren't going to make it to the egg and you're going to see uh, see an impact on fertility. So the threshold is sort of 60%. So if you've got two bulls and everything else being equal and one had um, 60% and one had 80%, do you think you've got a better chance of, of getting fertilisation from the 80% bull? No, not necessarily at all. Um, Motility is, yeah, n- not that objective. It, it's more of a subjective test um, in the field when, you, when you're using a microscope. Oh, and that, so that's because that's the human is making that measurement. Yep. What about the eye sperm? That does its own measurement. Can you explain what an eye sperm is? So, so an eye sperm uses a iPad mini with, with a camera and some software. So it calculates how, how fast the sperm are moving, what direction they're moving, if they're going, um, how many are going in a straight line and how many are going around a corner, really. It also gives a, a, an accurate measure of the concentration. So that does become, yeah, a lot more technical and a lot more accurate and, and, and it's really probably got more of a place for, for semen when it's been collected for straws for AI. Because, because when you're using straws, you're putting a, a tiny fraction of the, of the volume of semen in, into that cow. So some straws might be a quarter of a mil or half a mil up to a mil straws. Whereas an ejaculate is, is, is a good seven, eight mils. So there's huge differences in the number of sperm. So you probably need to get the readings a bit more accurate for, for AI than for, for a, a paddock bull. So we, we've established that mo- so motility is important because we need the sperm to be able to move and get to the egg. Uh, we'll go into morphology in just a moment, but you just mentioned concentration. And so in my mind, I just, in any analogy for that, I just think of like a glass of cordial. Like, is it going to be strong or is it going to be weak? How important is concentration? Is that just the number of sperm in the fluid sample that comes out in the ejaculate? Yes, yeah, exactly. And so crush side, we, we can guesstimate this, whether it looks watery as to how many million sperm that is per mil to whether it looks like thick cream and we could be up to a billion sperm per mil. Um, otherwise, the, the eye sperm will, will cut that down and give you an exact number of sperm per, per mil. 
Um, how important is it? The concentration of of semen will change with um, each ejaculate, and the beginning of the ejaculate will be more dilute than than the end. And if the bull's ejaculated more, the concentration can vary as well. Once again, having a, having a rough idea is is a good screening test for crush side, but it is really important if obviously for straws for AI, you need to know how many sperm are in there. So you want to get it accurate for straws, but crush side we need just to make sure that there's a decent number and, and that it looks milky to milky to creamy. So if a bull's having a busy day and say he has three dates with three different cows out in the paddock over. Well, I mean, I don't even know if that's realistic, but let's say he's had a busy day or a busy couple of days. The concentration may be different if he's ejaculated more than once that day. Each time it may, it may vary. Yes, it, it can vary. And, um, yes, yeah, that's, um, their total sperm output per bull. And that introduces a whole another sector, actually. That's more related to the scrotal circumference and the, and the size of the testicles. So, the the bigger the better. Um, that means that there is there is more testicle tissue producing more sperm, and you'll either have a better concentration or a better total number per, per ejaculate. So, contrary to what we tell people all the time, size does matter. Size does matter when it comes to bulls' balls. Yes. Okay. And what about morphology? And so that's the one you test for in the lab. What is you know you said to see if they're normal or they've got defects but what kind of defects are we talking about are we got like sperm with two heads or ten tails or well we do occasionally see that two-headed sperm and yeah that they're they're quite novel um but yes we are we are looking at at defects this is um this is different this is on preserved semen so at at crush side that the bet will pop a drop into some formaldehyde really a preservative and then send it away for, for morphology so when I receive the sample it, it's dead but it's preserved so the sperm look exactly like they would have looked when they first came out of the ejaculate and then I'm looking at them under a thousand times magnification so this is with a super specialized DIC microscope very expensive microscope but it gives me full detail of of what's what's in the sperm and really, when you when you think about sperm, all it is is it's DNA. It makes up half the DNA of the calf. So we've got this like tadpole-looking head that is just full of DNA with the tail, and the tail is really just to get that DNA to the egg. So I look at the sperm, and we're breaking it down into what sort of defects does this sperm have? And I have twenty-six different categories where I can count the defects. Some of them are really important defects, like they could have holes in that head, like missing big chunks of DNA. So, so that sperm will get to the egg and it will start the nice happy egg reaction and um, then, then it won't produce a viable fetus because it's missing a big chunk of DNA that's probably essential for, for, for development. So then the cow will return to service later. So she's just missed a whole cycle. And we, and we know in Australia we're so, you know, nutrition dependent that we don't want to waste these cycles. So we need to sort out these bulls that are, that are going to waste our, waste our cows' eggs and, and, um, and reduce the chances of these happening. Some other morphology defects might just be, yeah, a bent tail because the, this semen we remember hasn't gone through the cervix to sort it out. So some of these might be coiled tails or bent tails and they might never make it to the egg. So we tend to be a bit more lenient on the, those defects than the than the really bad ones that are going to get there and make the egg make the egg start its reaction but fail to produce a calf. Can you explain to me how the cervix you've you've kind of alluded that the cervix is a bit of a gatekeeper and it's going to draft 
off some of the sperm before it lets some get to the eggs. And I'm just imagining like it being this big bouncer kind of crossing its arms, being like, no, yes, no, hell no. So how, how does that work? You said some won't make it past the cervix. What is the cervix actually doing? Oh, I sort of think of it more like the Suez Canal, actually, you know, and it's... <laughs> the what? The what? <laughs> and then it, unless the ship's lined up, they're not going through, you know. So if it's going around in circles, it's not going to be oh, able to pass through the canal. Okay, cool. okay so if you're if you're drunk in line yeah, and yeah. you can't stand up straight and recite something, <laughs> yeah. the bounce is the not going to let you in. If you yeah. keep, you can't make your way in the door. Okay, no, that makes that makes sense. Something we com- we commonly joke about is, you know, oh, is that bull shooting blanks? Uh, so, you know, effectively ejaculating into a cow, but there's nothing good going on. So when we say shooting blanks, so are we talking like low concentration? I mean, I guess that could be interpreted many different ways, but is that typically like low concentration or um, maybe they've got a high concentration, but they're all not moving very fast or... I guess it could be any of all of those things, it really. It could be all of the, all, all three, really. It could be shooting blanks, but there's not many there. Or it could be shooting blanks that aren't really moving. Or it could be shooting blanks that are moving. Got holes can, in there. But I get, <laughs> holes I'll in never there. look at sperm the same way again. Although, to be honest, I'd never looked at sperm really until this morning. So. And if people want to find out more information, um, where, like, you know, if you want to get your bulls tested, because I think, I think it's, I'm always a little bit surprised that it's not as common. It is it is common and it is a regular practice for a lot of people, but there are still people out there that will buy them without um, testing them. And I guess it is like a bit of Russian roulette. Like you don't know what when you click that gun what's coming out. Um, if people want to get their bulls tested, where do they go? Who do you talk to? Oh, you want to talk to your local cattle vet. The Australian Cattle Vets has a My Cattle Vet web web page and you can search there for for vets that are bull check accredited and know all about semen testing and or you can go to the Australian Cattle Vet website on, at their Australian Vet Association page acv.com.au um, and yeah get a, a list of cattle vets and find out who your local vet is and have a yarn. Mm-hmm.